Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here's the thing about Germany. Why I made a curator's pick of the Hollywood French Revolution. Unity, unity, unity. Heart, Uh, 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 uh. What's going on, people? How you feeling today? This is another episode of Hashtag TFR Podcast Live Presents Observations by Crazy D with my special guest, Tanya M. Congress. What's going on with you, Tanya? Well, it's been a, it's, it's it's becoming more and more interesting every day as we uh, continue in our dialogues of things that are happening in the world. Um, and every day I see some things. Every day I think I've seen it all. I wake up to the next day and see some more. So yeah. we're going to have another uh, information-packed show for you today. Uh, what's on your mind today? Uh, nothing about but. Uh technology and how technology is uh <laughs> seeming to fail many times right like opening uh-huh. up the intro and looking at the phone lines and seeing that there's some technical difficulty with the phone lines uh but we're gonna find out if the phone lines are operational in a second by checking ourselves you know but other than that it's uh, another great day. Another great day to be alive, you know? As it we, is. Uh, it is. Get ready to get started here as I, I'm slowing the population because, you know, I had to deal with that uh, tomfoolery, so to speak, right? So let's see where we are here. What am I looking at here? Okay, I can't believe I'm actually on the main page that's interesting okay let me go to pages all right people so welcome to again hashtag tfr podcast live presents observations by crazy d i'm your host co-host is my sister tanya um we're getting started as we go ahead and uh, populate uh, this out go ahead. before we get into uh our our subject matters today I just want to uh, talk about, uh, you know, I'm very much into health things. And so there's something that you and uh, uh, Tracy <laughs> suggested that I hit to uh-huh. add to my uh, medicinal uh, cabinet. And so I got this oregano oil <laughs> and this oregano oil is in this cup of tea that I have right here. Uh-huh. I put I just put two drops because the instruction said one to three drops. I said, well, let me go to the middle ground and let me go with two because I'm usually I'm one that overdoses on things because I consider since I'm a larger girl, I need a little more of whatever in order to, to make it potent enough to do what it needs to do. So I said, well, I'm going to play this one safe 
and I'm gonna do this with two drops. So I, they say all in the instructions, it says dilute with olive oil. If you're gonna take it, you know, plain or mix with fruit juice or tea or something like that. So I have tea. So I put two drops of this oregano oil in my tea and I started up really, really good. All right. And I took the first swig and my tongue and my lips were burning. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You're getting the full I effect said, of it now, I, baby. I said, I said, I think they downplayed this. That's like the time that I had never had any uh, wasabi uh, on my food. And I thought it was, uh, uh, what is that other green? Avocado. I thought it was avocado or something. He said, go on and try it. It's really good. He's very convincing, y'all. So he said, go on and try it. It's very good. It's real good. You say, make sure no, you but put I told, a little but bit more No, but I did tell you, though. So, or, or, or was I setting you up? Was I setting you up or did yes, I tell you? Yes, Did I tell you when we brought home the, uh, what is that? Sushi. The sushi wrap from uh, from Whole Foods. Did did. We tell you the wow, how long ago was that? But anyway, look, think of the time, how time is moving. But didn't we say that it, it was it was hot? And didn't you think you no. were a key woman? I thought you were saying no, you were a key woman. I, I don't can take that. that part I, of it. I take I Tabasco that and I take Tabasco and yeah, I did say put a little and you you went on well, there and like no, no, no! You didn't. You tricked me that time. But it sounds like me. It sounds like it could have been a challenge because it was something hot. It sounds like it could have been that because I did eat a lot of hot stuff. And but when I put that in my mouth, I was not prepared to feel like my whole brain was gonna come uh, floating out of my head. <laughs> I my whole nasal oh passage. If there was anything going on in my sinuses. It was over with that day with that wasabi. And my head was just, everything was clear from the sinus to whatever. If it was any uh, dysfunctional stuff going on in my head, in the upper part of my head, it got chased out. Wasabi, like when you first tasted, I remember we went to, uh, what was that place up there? Is it still up there on Chagrin called Hunan's? Is that still up there? Oh. The, the, the um, Chagrin, Japanese uh -huh. steakhouse? Right, I believe it is. Uh -huh. Okay, so we went up there, right? And it was for a birthday celebration for my wife's niece, right? And we went up there, right? So there was this green stuff on the plate, right? Next to the chicken that I had ordered, right? And so I made the mistake of <laughs> grabbing, and when I cut the chicken up, I made a mistake of grabbing some of the wasabi. I, I didn't mean to, but some of the wasabi had stuck on a piece of the chicken. And I put that in my mouth. And what it does is it feels like it's inflaming your whole yes. olfactory and your whole nostril thing. And it's like it's like you get like I got concerned. I, mean, I was like, "Oh my!" You know, it, it, it was like, and it's burning, and it's like, and just before I could get to the water, it subsides. 
right? It's yeah. just like that. It, it, yeah. it hits you and then it disappears. For those who want to taste it, want to taste wasabi on a lesser level, get some um, wasabi chickpeas. You know, they come in a pack and they have uh -huh. wasabi on them. And you'll be able to feel what it feels like. But do not, by any means, do not take, because they, they, they'll squirt the wasabi out and it'll be in about maybe that tall, about that wide. Do not, by any mistake or by any means, take half of that and try to eat that. You will be on fire. You <laughs> will be on fire. So we want to say, we want to say that. If you, like, you if know. you don't mind, real quick, tell the people what the oregano oil does. Oh, well, oregano oil is good with the uh, respiratory system. If you don't know, it's also good for your tongue and your lips because it's gonna take all the mucus. From out your lips, from out your tongue, from out your throat, and it's gonna pass down. And it's gonna go into your stomach and pass out uh, upper intestines, lower intestines, and then out instead of the mucus building up in your throat, which could go down into your lungs. And in this case, we don't want that happening. And again, we're not doctors, but we're giving you this information, right? So that you will know this, right? So, before we go any further, of course, these shows, TFR Podcast Live OB, that's hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB is brought to you by, back in Cleveland, hard copy DVD, or you can go to Lordland Films. Lordland Films, you see it right here down here at the bottom, lordlandfilms.com, and you can stream it on demand. Just click, takes you to demand. For $2.99, you can watch one of the most hilarious, one of the most drama-filled films coming from out of Cleveland, Ohio, featuring hip-hop artists, not in a stereotypical film. All right, people, so we will say that first, you know, because we don't have to play buffoonery or stereotypes to get laughs or drama. That's one thing, right? Second, make right, sure that right. you smash the like button and the follow button and the share button so people know that we are on at the Film Review Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society page on FB, right? We're also on, uh, we're simulcasting on Vimeo at The Film Review. Also on YouTube at The Film Review Life Channel. Make sure that you subscribe, click the bell so that you know when we come on, notifications. And we're also on Periscope, right? Periscope at TFR Podcast Live. And last but not least, as you see in the lower third, right? Make sure you go over to our Cash App and you smash that Cash App with quite a few dollars. You want to be a sponsor? You let us know. You know we can we can work that out. Dollar sign TFR Podcast Live. Dollar sign TFR Podcast Live. Okay, people, 
let's get this let's get this engine revved up okay so let's start with something lighter before we get to the subject what is the subject of today's show what is the subject of today's show the subject of today's show is how censorship on how censorship affects citizens in a society how censorship affects citizens in a society right so but first we're going to start out light before we get to the heavy right so here we go right so the first meme that we start with for today is your money comes back to you, but your time doesn't. Your money comes back to you, but your time does not return. So when you take time to do something and people may not value your time as much as you value the time and doing it, putting time into them as well as putting time into what you're doing uh, to build a brand, so to speak. When there's people who have no, uh, when there's people who have no skin in the game, it's easy for them to just go on ahead and dump on what you're doing and take away what you're doing is if it doesn't matter, right? So what you got to say to that before we go on uh, further? Well, we've often heard um, in growing up and in times past in different um, arenas that time is money. Money is time. And your time, like you were just saying, it's nothing like investing your time into a individual and individual a, a project or something like that and you're putting I don't know if if people are not cognizant of the passion that goes into that and the heart that goes into making consideration of investing your time into a situation but people are very frivolous with other people's time like they'll say as long as it, as money is involved and they think that it's going to be a quick return um they are all on board everybody want to be on board oh let me get a piece oh yeah i'm with you i'm with you i'm with you and so it may be something like you're going into something with somebody and you take the lead because you might be the obvious person to take the lead in this project or whatnot and everybody's on board because the lead person often has the most investment. They have a lot of experience in it. And they often are going to, because they have the heart and the integrity to finish what they start, everybody knows that this person is going to be all in for this situation. But the minute, uh, like with any project, it may be some snags, maybe some monkey wrenches in the game. So you have to work out the kinks, or so to speak. And so some people... The people who invest the least time and the least effort are the most impatient with the return. You get return, you get ROI, it's called return on investment. If you haven't invested anything, but you're going to get a return, I think you should just be quiet and just, I mean, it's a gift 
for you because you sitting there, you're not investing anything and you're going to get a return on something on, on an investment. All you did was open your mouth and maybe contributed an idea or a suggestion, but you're going to get a return. Just be quiet and be patient. You're not investing all of the, the, the time and the ingenuity that goes in to this particular thing. And so this is a very good meme and it's something to consider no matter what side of the coin you're on. I know our listeners are diverse, but everything that we put up here, you can examine yourself as to what side you're on. If you're a time waster for people, if you waste your own time, odds are um, you're going to reflect what it is that you've invested or not. Um, odds are you're going to reflect your life is going to re- reflect what you invest. And so when you waste other people's time, they're not with that and you can't blame them. That's so true, right? The phone lines are open. We check the phone lines. 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. Now, here's another interesting meme. And it reads like this. This is, uh, I believe it's kind of optimistic if I remember, right? There's never been anything like what's going on now and most don't see that it's that this is an end game but who's going to be ended by the game let's read it again this isn't optimistic this is a question this is a real in-depth question here there's never been anything like what's going on now and what most don't see that this is an end game, but who's going to be ended by the game, right? Which gets us to our first video presentation of the night. You know, everyone is on edge and everyone's pretty much is on fire as much as the as much as, how can I say this? As much as COVID-19 is on fire in every state in the United States and globally, right? So everyone's on fire. So this particular police officer was kind of on edge. He's kind of on edge. And so let's play the video 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. Let's play this. Let's see why he was on edge. Outrage tonight over a South Carolina cop caught on camera saying the N-word not once, but twice. The gentleman right there that called me. Damn, Are you serious? They just called me. Are you serious? The Columbia, South Carolina. Okay, okay, so... Now, this guy is a police officer, right? He was called the N-word, and he didn't take too kindly to be calling, being called the N-word. So let so let the, the reporter set up the story, and then we're going to come in, and break in, and talk about it. Here we go. Carolina Police Department fired the officer today, calling his actions on the video inexcusable. Put it down. 
Governor's rule, you can't have any more alcohol after 11. This is the voice of Sergeant Chad Walker on his body cam video. Sir, if you drink that, you will go to jail. He's clearing out a bar in Columbia, South Carolina, Saturday night. Police say he's enforcing the governor's executive order to stop serving alcohol after 11 p.m. They've got to be out of here. No alcohol open. But before Sergeant Walker steps away, he says a man calls him the N-word. Then it really heats up between Walker and others outside the bar, and it escalates from there. De-escalation. Okay, so wait a minute. Okay. So now the reporter, the host of this show called uh, Up Late is going to break down what de-escalation is supposed to mean, right? But watch how this unfolds, right? Now, this whole this whole situation with COVID-19 has turned left to right, right to left, up, down, down, up, forward, backwards, backwards, forwards. It's like the anger in which this officer feels being called the N-word is almost as much anger as usually an American black would feel or a African black would be feel being called Kappa or such and such, right? So, so let's go on. Let's go on. Watch this now. ...is a priority for all law enforcement agencies. It's when an officer tries to reduce the intensity of a conflict or potentially violent situation. But based on this body cam video, it got even more intense. What's your problem? My issue is you talking to these people of color as if they are less than human. The people of color. The gentleman right there that called me a... That guy that just called me a... Okay, okay, now remember, I said that life has been turned forward is backwards and backwards is forward, up is down, you know, right is left, left is right. Notice what is on the young American black man's shirt. Did you notice? was on the American black man shirt. I can't Bi see it. What's it say? Okay. By gum, it is a confederate flag. He is wearing a confederate flag on his shirt. This is almost turning into that movie produced by Quincy Jones and Hera Belafonte starring John Tavolta entitled a white man's burden now look at this he's wearing a confederate flag he's been accused of calling a caucasian police officer the n-word now he is calm as can be he said watch when we play he says i never said i've never said that word in my life I don't know, I don't, the jury's out on that one, but however, the Caucasian police officer is just off the chain with being called the N-word, and the American black dude has a Confederate shirt 
with the Confederate flag on and on the other side is a monkey. I don't know if that's bathing ape. Remember that fashion? But over there on the other side is the Confederate flag. Let's keep playing now. Yes, sir, you did. Other officers tried to get Walker to leave the bar, but he continued to argue. So another customer tries to calm him down. The gentleman that called me the N-word. Yes, sir, sir, everything's done. Everything's if you want to call it the N-word, but he said sir, it's on camera. Everything is done. So it's not like anything sir, wasn't said to me. Sir, everything's done now. Well, this just... Okay, let me pause this for a minute. This police officer who was so enraged about being called the N-word by an American black dude who had a monkey on one side of his shirt and <laughs> embroidered in was a Confederate flag. He's so upset. And then he was a victim of white, in our opinion, white female fragility and white privilege when she said, it's done now, sir. It's all done now. Like, get over it. Like, when it's, Martin Luther King said, when it's done to you, sooner or later it'd be done to another group. Here he is, as a Caucasian male, upset with being called the N-word. He is victim to white privilege, white female fragility, by saying, it's over now. It's over now. Just go on ahead. Go on back home, uh, N-word. You've been called that. Now it's over. Let's back this up. Let's back this up. He is another customer of the bar tried to de-escalate, right? Now remember, remember, one customer says, these people of color, the police come and try to walk him away, his fellow officers. Then the black guy said, I have never said the N-word in my whole entire life. This is switched. This is up is down, backwards is forwards, forwards is backwards, left is right, right is left. This is all switched up all of a sudden. It's like everything that traditionally American blacks have gone through in this country, this particular police officer who is Caucasian is going through it. Listen, listen, this, this is. Damn. I mean, the gentleman that called me the N-word. Yes, sir, sir, everything's done. Everything's If you want to call it the N-word, but he said it. It's on camera. Everything is done, So it's not like anything wasn't said to me. Sir, everything's done now. Well, this is not like Nothing, anything was said to me. Just came in within the last hour. The police chief says the department will continue to hold each other to the professional, ethical, and moral standards expected by our citizens and place the highest priority on maintaining public trust. Public trust. Not maintaining order, but public trust. What do you have to say to that? What do you have to say to that? Public trust, was he a police officer or a politician? I mean, what? which one is it? I mean, okay, so I'm looking at this and you know, all kinds of things are going through my head as usual. I'm looking at it and my first question is, is this a joke? The same thing about the, the video yesterday with the chick. Is this a joke? 
Now, if I see one more of these type of videos that spins the experience or tries to dilute the experience or tries to minimize the experience of black people or to try to desensitize our, uh, some of us are more angry than others, but in an attempt to try to desensitize the anger by adding some balance to the situation supposedly by showing, see, you're not the only ones that are experiencing these things. See, what? look at what is happening. What is happening is it's starting to turn and uh, the white cops are starting to uh, uh, experience these things. You know, the ones that are shooting you guys for no reason. See, they're starting to be accused and be called names. And so you're supposed to have a heart for this because you know, you, you're used to it and it's been happening to you for 400 plus years. And so you're supposed to be, you know, uh, able to identify. This is a point of demarcation, a point of identification, a point of commonality where you guys can draw the Kumbaya, start singing the Kumbaya song. You know, we're all together. We're all in this together, brother. No matter that you shot 500 of us, Last week, we're all in this together. We know what it feels to be called that word. So many things that lets me know that it's more to the word than just the word itself. It's more than just a racial slur. He was he was so uh, offended by it. he was so offended that it's more to it than it just being a racial slur. I need to go do some research and dig up some more about what that word really means in its context um, when it's used like that. And as for the woman who's saying it's over now, you know, get over it. You know, it's over now. <laughs> he treated you so bad over now. <laughs> you know, Luther. But anyway, um, you know, it, it's, uh, when I look at it, it just, to me, it's a trend. And we're going to see a trend of more of these type of videos that's trying to desensitize or minimize the effect of what has happened for hundreds of years during this time. Another thought that I had was everything being flipped upside down, you know, right is called wrong, wrong is called right. Uh, everything is inside up, out, upside down, inverted. Uh, you know, this is an attempt to have the people's minds be everywhere. Do not be distracted and tossed to and fro with every change of media hype. Stay focused. Stay watching, uh, reading between the lines. Stay listening to what's not being said. Stay being able to hear. Because all of this stuff, they're going to keep on throwing. They're going to get more and more creative with these videos, uh, commercials, everything. They're going to get more and more creative. And because they they know that the people are victims of uh, the the goddess Medea that that is over media, and they like to be entertained, entertained. So um, don't look at stuff as entertainment, but keep your eyes and ears open uh, through the spirit, not not just what they're showing you and telling you. Okay, because you're gonna be a sitting duck if you do that. This, what's interesting about this 
as we go through as, a, as I kind of scrub it a little bit here. This, this guy right here, no, not him. The reverse angle on his body cam, the black guy. Here we go. Let me, let me move this back a little bit. Okay, so this is a Baven 8 design, I believe. But, and it's got a gas can. Uh, he's pouring gas on a Confederate flag and the Confederate flag is on fire, right? So I don't know who the bathing ape is within that scenario of what what the t-shirt means. This is some good tea, by the way. The person who made it, excellent, great tea. But anyway, listen. Uh, I don't know what that means, right? And who the ape in that. I don't know if in this case, as in the metaphor that the Caucasian police officer is actually burning the Confederate flag because he is incensed by the word that was used to usually denigrate the guy who is standing there unfazed by the word at this moment. Right? He's unfazed. Other than, are you serious? I've never used... I've never used the N-word in my life. That's and actually the, kind of funny. The, 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 right. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. And then the police officer, this guy, is going, he's going ham over being called the N-word. This is hilarious. And this is a, a hilarious change of fortune for those who have used words. So when I look at it, I look at it as if they know that the word is negative and they wouldn't want to be called the word, especially by someone who is American black, who is wearing a bathing apes, it appears t-shirt with the American uh, with the, excuse me, the American flag that's a Freudian slip with the Confederate flag on fire that's funny and the roles are reversed he's the angry one being called the n-word they can do nothing about it and then the black man is the one that's in denial I never did that I never tied you to a, a fan and rolled you down the Mississippi River after shooting you in your head. We, I never did that. Never, never lynched. Never, never did any of that. Never did. And he would be right. He never did. But the jury is still out on if he used the N-word. Now, here's a um, here's an example of a uh, Arkansas or Arkansas sheriff resigns after racist rant leaks. So let me set this up, right? So he and a woman that he is dating or interested in, they're not married, it doesn't appear, uh, go to the Piggly Wiggly, the Piggly Wiggly in Arkansas, right? Arkansas. They go to the Arkansas. Piggly Wiggly in whatever city they are in Arkansas, right? Mm -hmm. So, 
they go in and they're shopping and I don't know if the black man was a cashier or just a, a, a sales associate that was on the floor stalking or a stocking shelves or if he was just a stock guy. But the woman that this particular Arkansas sheriff was with struck up a conversation with the black man and this is what ensued afterwards. This is a recording, so listen very closely. Now, she asked him, why are you talking to me like that? Because he's cursing her, right? He's cursing her and then he says, you effing N-word lover. Okay, now that's quite some years ago. That, that, that's, those terms like that, that, that's so long ago. That's like a throwback to the 1940s, 50s or something. There's been a lot of N-word lovers, especially with the athletes, I would suppose, if that's the way you're looking at it, right? So let, let, let's back it up just a little and let's play forward. So I laid out the scenario and the situation. So let's play this out. So he says, uh, every MF in the store, you had to talk to the N-word, right? Of all the people in the store, you had to talk to the N-word. What is his problem? Is this a case of needing to be on FANAP? Did the voices in his head say, <laughs> she's disrespecting you. She's talking to an N-word and you're no good, but he's less than you and berate her for her choice of who she was holding a conversation with inside the Piggly Wiggly. The Piggly Wiggly. Right there in front of me, like y'all fucking big I didn't think buddy. it was a big deal yeah, since I was It is a big you. fucking deal. Okay, so, you know, by the way, you know, we you see it across there. Viewer discretion is advised, so we told you that already because it was going to be a lot of N-words being thrown around nine times. Nine times they said about N-word. He said he said it nine times in this recording. The recording cuts off after 30 seconds, but you know he was berating her longer. So he probably said the N-word probably a thousand times before it was over. Look, we have finally seen progress, right? There is, you know, they say there is no progress. Do you realize that had that happened any other time, maybe 10 years ago, if that had happened that man would have called his posse and they would have found that 
young American black male walking home or driving home, they would have stopped him and somewhere you would have found him strung up, hung in the woods. Yeah. Right. So times have advanced because instead he berates the woman that he's interested in. Viewer discretion is advised because we're going to run through it one more time to get this because this world is turning topsy-turvy. First, you got a Caucasian officer that hated being called. Here's this guy living like he's back in the 1950s. Like, we don't know what's happening. Like, the voices from the 1950s was coming in his head, and he thought people were... Did you notice what he said, though? Did you notice what he said? Just like the FanApp commercial. All these people, they're going to be looking at me, and you're talking to an N-word. Is that not a case? Just our opinion. Our opinion. Is that not a case where you should have some fan out? Listen. Yeah. I'm not blaming the methanol you. I'm just. Yeah. 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 There we go. So you see, they see me, and they see you talking to an effing N word. Well, that is that is just the biggest case. They shouldn't have never. They, they shouldn't have never let Crazy D see that fan app commercial because this pretty much <laughs> solves what we've been going through. Because we've said on. TFR Podcast Live, hashtag TFR Podcast Live, that racism is a mental illness. And it's not meant to be uh, excused that they have mental illness because they're psychotic with the mental illness, right? Up to this point. But now it is proven that it is some kind of schizophrenia because he said all these people are gonna look at me and you're talking to an n-word you're talking to an n-word i mean this is actually it's it's sad and it's it's humorous to me because you're the sheriff so this is the man that is responsible for protecting or heading up the protection squad of the community. So this is what it is. So um, it makes you wonder how many cities and how many states uh, have this type of leadership in its law enforcement. Well, I think it's becoming obvious, sadly. But a couple of things about this whole thing. Number one, the minute he started cussing, he should have been standing there by himself. If this is somebody he was interested in, I don't know how new their relationship was or or whatever, he should have been standing there by himself. As soon as he got started, he should have been standing there by himself. The other part is, is that, you know, he is, like you said, he's exhibiting paranoia. And then that paranoia is going to lead to, because he's spec paranoia and speculation are closely related. So through that paranoia, he speculates that all these people 
he's assuming and he's speculating that all these people is even gonna care about this person that's with him and who she's talking to. Most of the people are probably going on about their business. They're not paying any attention to that. They're just going on about their business. But he supposes or speculates that he is uh, <laughs> he is on the radar. And so everybody's looking at him. Oh, they no, what he said was all these people around, they see you with me and you are talking to. Well, I mean, that's easy to solve. Just stop seeing each other. That's easy. That's easy to solve. But you know, this fan app thing, we make we make jokes about it, but it's really uh it's really serious because it looks like more than we knew have this mental condition um of the schizophrenia, this paranoid schizophrenia. And I don't want to offend people who are legitimately um diagnosed with the illness and have been battling with it. But it's one thing, now this is in my experience and it's my opinion in my experience. I have interacted with quite a few people uh, with that, that were diagnosed uh, with that. And those that I suspected of having that. And there's something to be said about that because even with a mental illness, something about who a mentally ill person is talking to. That's why I, I don't always categorize it as mental illness. I categorize it as a spiritual problem because um, I've had to deal with that, with people in that element. And for some reason, you know, yeah. they, they can but calm this down. Claim, this claim that that's your opinion. We have to do I said, I said. That's, mm-hmm. that's your, okay, go continue on, continue on. Yeah. Yeah, I did say that. I was careful to say that because, you know, um, there's a different dynamic that I operate in. So that's the reason why. So, you know, I've experienced that. And what I've come to find out, in my opinion and by my experience, is that um, they are still, for lack of a better word, controllable. Right. They're controllable. So this individual right here, look at him. He looks like uh, 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 somebody from possibly, I'm just naming uh, racist groups, possibly an Aryan nation, possibly a skinhead, something that is anti-black. It's clear from his language, he's anti-black. But look at him, and he's the sheriff of the town. He looked like he going to a meeting right afterward, right? And so, look at him and this is who is in charge of that particular community that's scary look at him not only that it he looks uh his eyes look sinister he looks like he's got more going on it's a whole lot going on when you look in those eyes it's a whole lot going on that's a scary thing that that would be the sheriff of the city scary When we're looking at it, so back to this meme. There's never been anything like what's going on now, and most don't see that this is an end game. But who's going to be ended by the game? And we have talked to you for the last few days on the show because, again, this is different than hashtag TFR Podcast Live. This is hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. Observations. 
our opinions on things that are happening in the society, in the world today. And just looking at it, and we talked about this in the first few episodes is, what it is is the people who they think are going to be on the chessboard are not the ones that are actually going to be on the chessboard. And the best way you could do is take the the most cogent advice from a whoever came up with this phrase, but it's a might as well be considered an old Negro spiritual. We're staying out the way of this one. This one is a battle. Be- this is a civil war between good and evil, depending on which side the the Caucasians think they're on. This is a battle, and in between time, you have other you have immigrants coming in. But we've talked about that. We've talked about that in nauseum. So go back to the previous shows seven through. I mean, excuse me six through one and then you will get all that information we're on episode seven heading into eight here's another meme black people understand the line is drawn in the sand oh voice walk is trying to rhyme black people understand (laughs) the line is drawn in the sand no reparations 2020 no biden presidency you see that's very important because you see these different things happening and you have to make sure that American blacks are a protected class. You have to make sure, we have to make sure, we have to come out of the mindset and get into a mind state that we will be a protected class. We have to get out of the mindset that that some people have that we have to keep on having uh, non-profits to do things to make money when in actuality we need to have for-profit organizations that are primarily supported by American blacks and then secondarily supported by African blacks, Jamaican blacks, Haitian blacks, Dominican Blacks, Puerto Rican Blacks, Brazilian Blacks, right? Our infrastructure predominantly supported by American Blacks, which means that our mindset has to change from nonprofit to for-profit for the purpose of the building of our American Black economy. Right, So we have to deal with this and reparations is the part. We've talked to you before about Biden's plan. All you have to do is go over, go to Google, type in Biden's plan. Biden's plan for, within his plan for American Blacks is loans. Loans for, to get a home with a $15,000 rebate. What's the average cost of a home today? 150,000. Now this is what, if you remember, this is what Kamala was kicking, right? 
she was kicking that. Now, out the platform, there's nothing in there about the $2,000 a month, like how the one Asian dude that was running, all that is out. They had pitched that, but then they threw that out, right? That's not in there. But loans for a $150,000 house, you're gonna get a $15,000 rebate. Well, what are you gonna do with 10% of $150,000? Absolutely, positively, nothing that's gonna be gone because you got to pay not only the, the uh, mortgage, but you got to pay the property tax, that's going to be gone, okay? That's one thing, but you go further in his plan, what does he do for immigrants? Tax identification number. Free healthcare. Free subsidized housing, free subsidized housing in the suburbs. A guaranteed job, meaning that you're gonna be training your replacement. We've talked about that on Hashtag TFR Podcast Live in between episodes 121 through 128. You just go watch it. And, you know, we, 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 we've given you all the information that you need between episodes 104 through 110 and from episodes 121 through 128. We've given you all the information you need to know about COVID and what's, what's at stake in this election, right? Getting loans puts you in a potential situation to put you in debt. Oh, that's the biggest trick ever. Meanwhile, again, the immigrant. Tax identification number, they're not even a citizen. Driver's license, subsidized housing in the suburbs, free healthcare, no co-pays, and the right to vote. The Democrats always hope that the immigrants will vote Democrat because of what they do for them. But they usually look at the power dynamic and say, this is a republic, this is what you know we see, so we're gonna vote Republican. And this is what you see. So this is a kick in the teeth. And so that's why, uh, <laughs> that's why Boyce saying, Black people understand the line is drawn in the sand. No reparations 2020, no Biden presidency, right? No Biden presidency. We need to be a protected class. We need to have the reparations funds paid to us. We need to have what the immigrant has, which is we already have a social security number and we're already a citizen. So the TIN number, we might need a EIN number so we can start a business. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Switch this up. Come on. We, we give we give solutions here. That's why they're block, trying to block us because we give solutions here. Then we need right, right. that subsidized, free subsidized housing in the suburbs. And when we say free subsidized housing, we're not talking about projects. We're talking about when we say they're going to get free subsidized house, they're going to get a nice two-story home. It's going to look like they belong. So that's what we need. We need that. 
We need that protective class, protected class. We also need those guaranteed jobs, right? While we're able to create our business. And we need free healthcare. And I would expand out to be kind, but not before us, but all American citizens should have that free health care that the immigrant is getting for coming over. Yeah. So we bring solutions here at TFR Podcast Live, hashtag TFR Podcast Live, and TFR Podcast Live OB, hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB, which is observations, our opinion on situations that are happening to us today. And what do you have to say about that time? Um, that meme is absolutely correct. And it's high time that we began to stand up and, and throughout our conversations over the other episodes, I was thinking there has to come a time where we stand up and say, well, you know what? No, it's not going to be that way. No, we're not voting at all. No, we're not. We're not going to participate. We're going to sit this one out as a unified collective front. We're going to sit this one out because every year after year after year, every four years, y'all lie. Every four years, you tell us this and we get that. Every four years, you have problems with your memory as to what you said. Every four years, something else takes precedent over what it is that you promised us. Every four years, we're sit on, sat on the back burner while you continue to make decisions that benefit other people. Now, you have the unmitigated gall to bring in and tell immigrants as you're trying to draw immigrants. Why? Because you want to pay them pennies on the dollar. Yeah, you're going to give them a job, but you're not going to have to pay them as much as the people who are citizens. Yeah, you're going to give them a TIN number because they don't, they're not going to be classified as a citizen per se. So you're able to pay them at lower wages and they may not fall under the laws of minimum or probably just barely minimum wage. So of course you're doing that. But we have to say, no matter how, we have to be willing to make sacrifices. And see, the problem is they're able to run roughshod over us the way they have because they know that there is a certain um, demographic of us that are not going to be inconvenienced and not going to lay our our our, our acquisitions and our uh, prosperity down, which really is not your prosperity as long as you got to pay for it. Um, is a segment of us that's not going to be willing to make the sacrifice in order for to put us on an even playing field. Long as you have yours, you are all right with it. But see, here's the thing. They will allow you to sit in that position and at the end, they can rip the rug right out from under you. Now you on the playing field, you on the lower end of the field when we all could have been on the upper end of the field. And so he's saying black people understand the line is drawn and they're saying this is it is what that means. Either you're going to mess or get off the pot. That's what that means. That means either you're going to stand with a group of people and say, hey, if we're not going to get our reparations, if you're not going to, while you uh, issuing out, and at what expense are you giving all these con, uh, these 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 things to the immigrants? At what expense are you using our reparations money to give all of this out to the immigrants? No, we're not going to have it. Either we get the reparations money 
that we'll do so that we can move forward in the things that we need to get done. Else you're not bringing those people in here and giving them all that. Not only the reparations money, we want the other stuff you offered them. We want the free health care. We want uh, uh, better opportunities to open businesses. We want we want to subsidize housings in good neighborhoods, nice neighborhoods. We want that because we work for that and we deserve that. And we're no longer going to let you make the decision about whether you're going to do it not peacefully. We're not going to let you peacefully continue to run over us like a Mack truck or a tank in a war. You're not going to continue to do that. And we not do anything about it. So we're not going to fight, you know, because y'all, y'all, y'all got a bad habit. I want to label, uh, label some, uh, 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 you know, some verbiage as terrorists or whatever. Just terrorists, terrorists, threats of terrorists. You naming uh, everything terrorist, terrorism. Oh, stop it already. You labeling anything that's not in agreement with y'all as terrorism. This is not what this is. This is saying that you have been extremely one-sided, extremely unfair, extremely without a cause to a people to whom some you brought in, some were already here. But nevertheless, this country was built the majority on our backs. Nevertheless, most of the things, our modern day conveniences, a traffic light, clothes dryer, it's about uh, 50 or more things, actually more than that. Hundreds of things that we use in our everyday life in our everyday life, life would not be as convenient as it is for everybody without these modern day appliances, conveniences, flipping the light switch. All of these things was on our creativity coming out of our brains. And you have the nerve to continue to want to run over us like we're nothing. So you have recategorized slavery and kept us in it still. We're not going to do that anymore. And unless you were willing to stand with us who are saying, we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing it. And some of us are willing to say, I'm one of those people. I'm like a kamikaze operative. I'm one of those people. I will shut everything down. I will throw the cell phone out the window. I will get rid of every modern day convenience. I will get rid of stuff. And I will operate in a bare minimum just to get this done. And you can't be jelly back about it. You gotta do it. You know what? If <clears throat> if black people threw away all their cell phones today, that would cripple everything. And they would come to the table and say, what do you want? See, that's what marching was about. That's what marching was for during the uh, Montgomery bus boycott. That's what it was for. It was for that fact to cripple them economically. If you're just marching and you're not doing, you haven't set any plan in place that will cripple what you want to get done, to get the result that you want, if it's not crippling them financially, you're just marching. You're just out there. What are you doing? Exactly. What are you doing? What is exactly. your purpose? What is your point? What are you doing? Right? So if we threw the cell phones down tomorrow, I mean today, it would cripple it would cripple them by the end of the week. 
end of the week. What's today? Yeah. What's today? What's today? What's today? Today's Thursday, isn't it? Thursday. Today's Thursday. They will be crippled on Friday. If we said no, everybody cut their plans and said it's over. Boom. Or everyone just decided to just click off of Facebook and say we're going over some. We're going to just primarily just deal with Twitter, right? Because Facebook and Instagram are the same people now. They're going to, if you think you, well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that when we talk about the cost of citizenship on citizens in a society. It's coming, right? So stay with us, right? Look, so if that was just done, that would cripple. And we are the entertainment. What you forget is while they're disagreeing with us, where there are some people who are disagreeing with us who are not owners, but just workers. If I'm an owner, I'm not going to allow those to interpret what I mean who are just workers. I'm going to be there overseeing and saying, this is what I mean by that, right? Because workers, just workers, which there's nothing wrong with being a worker because we showed that meme yesterday. Worker, started out a worker, now they're the owner, right? Workers, if they're just doing it just to have some work, just to have something to get a paycheck and they don't really care, they don't really care what happens to your thing, so they will hard hand your policies. Stamp them hard because they don't care, but you as the owner, knowing that you can lose patronage, you say, hmm, maybe I shouldn't leave that in the hands of those who have never been owners, right? And so that's that that's part of what we're gonna be getting to, right? But you have to begin to organize to mobilize or you can mobilize to organize but it's best to organize because an organization is only 10 people the civil rights movement was actually 10 people but when they mobilized because they were organized they had the the plan and the walking orders and they were out amongst the people executing with the people because they were are the people. And so that's what it is. And that's what we're saying. So look, people, here's another meme. You know, we gotta keep moving, you know. Rapid fire on the information. We give you enough so that you get it and then go out and research it for yourself. Okay. So this meme right here talks about Funny how the biggest race baiting Dems are married to Caucasian people, right? Wow. Very, inter very interesting observation, you know, very interesting observation. It's interesting. And we'll leave that right there for another time because, you know, we don't find nothing wrong with mix because it does come back to us. Uh, as the mix goes along. So we just leave that right there. But anyway, people. Just real quickly. Michael B. Jordan has written 
heartfelt words about the uh, passing of Chadwick Bozeman, and you can read those. We have the link. We have the link on the Crazon Dion page where you can click it, and it goes to the TFR podcast blog where you can read his words. It takes you right over to lordlandfilms.com or you can go over to lordlandfilms.com after the show is over and read his heartfelt words concerning uh, Chadwick, right? Uh, It's lamenting there because we had just had more time, right? Just more time, right? As we move through. Now, here's one that I thought was interesting. And I'm just going to put it up there. And I'm going to let you see it, Tanya. And I want to see your reaction to this. Can you see it? Yes, I can see it. Let me make it bigger. I'm going to make it bigger real quick. Cover myself up real quick. Here we go. <laughs> What's the theme song? Ah, uh, so in love with you. Is that is that is that the when you go to Al Green's right, right pharmacy? Right. Are you gonna hear nothing but Al Green in the music in the music playing above saying bye bye bye? Are you gonna hear nothing but I? <laughs> so in love with you. Oh, 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 my, my all-time favorite. Yeah, that, I thought that was real good. I thought that was real good. I, I, I found that that was a that was a that was a laugh. That was a uh, chuckle that came out when I saw that. Or one of my favorite. Uh, don't look so sad. I know it's over for the good time. Right. Al Greens. Al Greens. I thought that I thought that was pretty good. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was good. That's good. We're getting ready to come to where the rubber hits the road. We're starting to rubber hit the road. We warmed up. So let's get to it now. All right, people. Here's this meme. All right, here's this meme. And it reads, Miami's most stylish family, gay dads, Danny and Roger, and their three kids. Take a look at that, people. Take a look at that. Let me let me say it again. Let me, let me run it again, right? Miami's most stylish family. Gay dads, Danny and Roger, and their three children, right? And their three children. So the first question to me is not, okay, they're gay. That's not that's not my main that's not my question. That's not my question about this meme. My question is, gay or straight? Gay or straight or in between? Uh, trisexual, bisexual, in between sexual, but if they were heterosexual, let's say they're heterosexual, what are two 
Caucasian men wanting to raise three I don't know they might be African black I'm not sure but why do they want to raise three black babies why do two white men want to raise three black babies are you able to blow that up for me a little bit are you able to Um, so I didn't realize, I didn't realize that they were Caucasian, uh, cause I couldn't see that clearly, I, but I could clearly see the black babies. Now are all of those babies male? Are they all? Yes. Okay. To me, the first word that came to my mind was conditioning. Conditioning. I'm seeing an onslaught like, uh, what, what's that actress's name that uh, adopted the black, uh, the boy from uh, Africa? Then, uh, they're wrong. She, she adopted. Charlize Theron. And, and both of them, both of them uh, have decided that they like to, they, they feel that they feel better in girls' clothing. Well, yeah, because they probably been surrounded by that since they were younger. You can you can decrease the photo now because I can't see you, but they probably um, they probably have been around that since they've been here, and prior to even getting with her, they had been into some situations. I you know these are just now these are speculations. These are not facts that I know. They're speculations in my opinion. But I believe that they had already been uh, probably violated, more than likely. And she got a hold to them. And they feel more comfortable in women's clothing. If that's all that they're around and in her industry, that's all she keeps them around. In her industry, on a film set or whatever, what's around most is people that he, they see, they tend to be conditioned. These are their, they were their formative years. I don't know how old they are, but they're still pretty young. So in their formative years, they were around that a lot and they feel comfortable with that. They may have been babysat by somebody who was like that. And this is where it gets to be a problem. Now, here's one of the issues is every time something is said about this, or something along these lines, um, you're accused, you're attacked and accused of being, um, you know, prejudiced against or whatever. We need to make things clear, especially if you if you hadn't noticed any of you that are coming on and would take that stance about our conversation regarding this. If you hadn't noticed, we are black. All right. If you had just if you hadn't noticed, we're black. So. Um, I, having a prejudice against you, that's not the point. The point is having farsight enough, being able to see out far enough to see what the ramifications are of the decisions that are being made now in the recategorization of what's called family, right? Now, at least up until this point, children were raised in an environment where 
they saw different things and the things that were outside the norm, so to speak, was seen on the television or maybe on the street, maybe in school or something like that. But in the home, there was a fair presentation, fair enough presentation made where when they got older, they were able to make a choice based on, you know, the things that they had experienced and things like that. And some of the experiences have not been so good, but nevertheless, they had more of a chance to make a choice. Um, At this time, though, we seem to be setting up a one-sided type of choice for children. And it's not fair. It's not fair that it's a one-sided choice. It's not fair. So I, when I look at that, I'm like, this is, a, um, this is a trend that's going on and they're trying to normalize it. That's why it's being celebrated because it's trying to be normalized, you know? So uh, with that, that is something that is very disconcerting and concerning to me, you know, that this would be the case that this is put, it's almost like, Look at what we're doing. We finally got things in the place we want to have it at. And for all of you that don't like it, nah, 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 so what? What are you going to do about it? But I do see a theme, a running theme of adopting black boys from Africa and from other places and conditioning them. And so you know what happens with that over time. It's a reproduction, reproduction, reproduction until... That is what you want to be the majority. My question is, why is that though? Why would there need to be a majority of that instead of you just living life the way you want to live it and, um, you know, letting us heterosexuals live life the way we want to live it? Why is it that there has to be this onslaught and overrun of of the presentation? That's why I don't understand. Now, what, now what would happen... If all of the heterosexuals got together and start walking around with signs saying, I'm a proud heterosexual. I love being heterosexual. Heterosexual is the best thing. What if we start doing that? Then you're going to double back and say that we're being uh, uh, we're being difficult the other way. So in other words, you're trying to present something that there's nowhere else to turn but to accept it and keep on going. You know, I've often considered getting me a sign and just walking around and saying I'm a proud heterosexual. What would be wrong with that? It's true. You're proud in what you're doing. And it's not to say I'm a proud heterosexual is not to bash you as a homosexual. Right. Isn't that your line of reasoning? When you do what you do, you're saying, well, me being a proud homosexual is not to, to slight those of you who are heterosexual. So we have to keep it fair. Yeah. Which brings us to the meme that I put up after showing uh, that one with the two Caucasian dads and three black children. I, I still don't, I still don't really understand uh, where they're going with that. Why would you want to raise? I remember I was uh, pushing carts at a certain grocery store that will remain nameless during my college days. Uh, you know, I was front end tech packing bags, collecting carts. And it was a Caucasian family that came in and they had a little, she was pretty as a button, cute as a button. She could have been more like three, three years old. They had her dress nice and everything, had her hair done and barrettes and everything. So that was, so I said, that's a plus. 
But the grandmother, the old Caucasian lady, took the little girl and put her in the cart and she was like, sit down. And the little girl was like, went like that. And I was like, and I, you know, I couldn't say anything because I'm just the front end tech. But I'm looking at this, right? And I'm looking at this uh, woman and what she's doing and how she had the girl like this. You know, like she said, sit down in the car. Now, the little girl wasn't doing anything. She just wanted to strike fear in her for whatever reason because she needed to be on some fan app. She needed to be on some fan The voice is like, this little girl looks prettier than you. Well, you're old, wrinkly, old. Anyway. Battle axe. Right. Yeah, sit down. And she was like, she was like this, cute as a button. And I wonder what type of psychosis came from that as she grew up in this family. And that always made me question, why would a Caucasian family want to adopt black children? Will the black children sooner or later be kind of like the maids? I know Facebook is acting strange with uh, sunglasses. Uh, uh, Tracy says, yes, yes, it's acting strange, yeah. I figure it would because of the topic that we're on and we're getting ready to come around to what we need to talk about. So let's keep on phaging, forging ahead. But we're, we're just talking from our point of view, our opinion, mm -hmm. our observation on it. And our observation is just as valid as anyone else's everyone's observation is valid it's all opinion and through opinion comes consensus and through consensus and in politics there's uh, meetings and amendments and compromises and it comes together to make the law that's all together it can't be all ramrod all one way and not the other way right so look, <laughs> so <laughs> let that sink in. I got that one. Off. I got that one. Off. Yeah, yeah, you got that one. You got that one. <laughs> but so I saw that, and I'm like, why would that happen? Which leads to the meme that you sent over for us to talk about, which the guy says that this is the new me. If you don't accept it, it's going to be me. Love me, hate me. It's me. And my thing is, <clears throat> my thing, my thing is live and let live. Just be ready when the time comes to think with your third eye and be out the way when this, when this civil war comes into uh, play. Let me see what you got to say. Yeah, I seen this, and thanks to my friend Ron Carbo, I saw this on his uh, Facebook timeline this morning, and um, and it, it you know was asking the sisters primarily about what they would say if their man came home and said, "This is what's up," you know, you can you can either be with it or or get to stepping, and so of course I gave my comment. Well, you know, I'm out of there because with that it don't just stop there. 
uh, a person, you know, I'm all with art and being different. I'm one of the most, you know, different and non-traditional people that you will ever meet. However, there are boundaries, right? And so if I'm a woman who uh, uh, prefers a heterosexual man, now I just want to let y'all know there are heterosexual women that prefer bisexual men. That's for another show. But I am a heterosexual woman who prefers heterosexual men, right? So now if my, who I thought was a heterosexual man came home with that on and told, gave me an ultimatum saying, this is what's up, you know, uh, either you with it or, you know, we, we threw, I'm like, okay, well, it's been nice knowing you, you know, because that right there, it doesn't stop there. How deep is that rabbit hole going to go? And what are you, now you are representing, you have become a representation of something. You become a representation of something. What might that be? And how many different nuances is involved in it? And how deep is that rabbit hole going to go? What, where are you going to stop? Where uh, does the line get drawn? Where is it when you come home with a dress? And not only that, that dress and those corresponding uh, uh, petticoats without ruffles, um, that is like, looks like something from, the 50s, 60s, 70s, but I mean, that's beside the point. The fact that it's a dress at all um, is enough. You know, this is not our culture. We're not uh, Irish. We don't wear the kilts. We don't do anything like that here. So what would be the purpose of that? Even the people who, I don't know if that was Photoshopped or what it was, but even the people who modeled for this photo, what is it? that made you free enough to do this unless you were already operating on the other side. You already are exhibiting uh, homosexual, bisexual, pansexual, whatever sexual behavior besides hetero is being demonstrated in your garb that you have on. And And nobody could tell me anything different if you walk into my house with that on. You know, that, that's not going to work. Not for me, because it's not attractive. It's a turnoff, you know, but it's, it represents a much bigger problem. I mean, it's a big problem because now, you know, the saying used to be, well, a lot of our men are incarcerated. And so at one time they were saying the ratio was seven men to or seven women to every man uh, because uh, every man that was not incarcerated then you had to narrow those things down to the men who are just bums. Uh, they're not men, they're boys. Uh, they, they're not very non-productive in life and don't get nothing done. So now your, your, uh, your ratio is even further down. Now you have to limit it even more to individuals like this. And some women will go for it. They're going to go for it because they're going to say, shoot, well, at least he still want to be with me. Well, I say, well, no, we're going to need to find some other alternatives, like maybe uh, just being single and not dealing with people at all. You know what I'm saying? Because that is not going to work. That's not something I'm going to conform to. And um, we need, I'm going to tell you what the sisters in our conversations with each other We need our men to be strong and to stand up against this way that they're trying to play y'all and throw y'all and include y'all into this newfangled idea of what norm is, trying to change the norms. And um, we need for you, some of us are some pretty strong women. A person like me, 
and some of my friends that we're not strong in the sense that we're disrespectful of men. I honor men. I honor the black man. You understand what I'm saying? I don't have a problem with the word submission. As long as you give me something to submit to, I will submit. If you're submitted to God, I can submit to you. All right. But, um, but strong women who have a strong sense of character and integrity and strong in who they are need for our men to be able to be that much stronger so that we could do this thing together. What I look like, the way I preach and teach and the things that I say going out and that's on my arm. That's no kind of protection. That's no kind of, he's made the statement with what he got on. Ain't nothing he could say that's going to rectify that. So we need for our men to be resolute and strong in who they are as black men and as black men who are led by God, because you have to be, God is inside you, but you need to be sensitive to that and be led by that because we're not going to make it. This is a, a, a effort to ex extinguish the black family yet again. Another effort to extinguish the black family. Why? Because we're powerful. We can get things done. Our minds are ingenious. And when you put the black man and woman together, we are ingenious and unstoppable. This is the reason why there's been such a concentrated effort to undermine it. And so that's all that needs to be said about that. You know, go do your research. Um, another example of trying to dismantle the American black family or in that aspect, then the black diaspora, but we're speaking about American black here. And it's a way to dismantle the family, to try to extinguish, to extinguish the lifeblood and the continued lines of American black people, right? So we have to know that from the 100 to one to the, uh, to the um, three strikes. Everything was put there to try to eliminate a group of people who just keep coming. They keep coming. Yeah. All right, people. So look, that's why we wait until the end of the show to hit the topic. The topic is the cost of censorship on a citizen, on citizens of the society. The cost of censorship on the citizens of a society, right? Now, the censorship first began for me back in some older Facebook pages. It began for me when I found out Obama, this was 2016, when I found out that what Obama had done in the eight years was inept American blacks and I was on his butt I was constantly posting to his page and next thing you know well so we say here since if this is going to happen then we might as well go out and leave the information and go out with a gusto right that's what we say so 2020 the round of censorship that I saw, I'm observing because we observe for our people, period, right? So the round of censorship began with COVID-19, this round of it, right? Blocking DJs from doing what they do 
to promote themselves and promote the label's music because that's exactly what you know they were doing all the time was promoting the label's music. That's what they did. And all of a sudden, it was no longer good enough or great enough to be able to do that, right? So that was number one. Number two, this particular platform, which we're not gonna name, strong arms, in my opinion, control of IG. Think you're gonna run the IG? Think again. They're owned by the same people. Number three, moving the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, excuse me, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, who spreads the message of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad from IG and Facebook, right? Equating him to Alex Jones, who, because we don't believe in censorship over here, at TFR Podcast Live or TFR Podcast Live OB, who also had a right to uncensored free speech, uh, right or wrong, on a free platform, censoring what's said from either party, right? From from either audience. So, each, so th these platforms are censoring both audiences from the people who they want to listen to. I believe that is totally wrong. Number four, it doesn't matter if you place disclaimers or not because we place disclaimers, right? They will censor you when you discuss topics that they think people should not hear. That is censorship. Am I supposed to trust the people? They, in the beginning, when President Obama was in office and black people were talking situations about uh, anti-Republican, I'll say, they were blocking you. When you start waking up and you're thinking about what Obama was doing and you're making facts about what Obama did and didn't do, they block you. Now, that you are uh, anti-Republican and you're going against Trump, they're blocking you uh, because now they're on a Democratic slant. Anything that you say against, uh, if you say something positive about Trump, excuse me, they block you. If you say something that is fact about what the Democrats did not do for American black people, they block you. So either way, they're blocking you because it's the people who are working the behind the scenes. See, this right here, we, we got this one first. It talks about information not being factual about COVID-19. Did we ever say that what we said was fact? We said, go research and find out for yourself. But this is what's out there. That's what re what what responsible reporting or having a responsible opinion is. We're not saying fact. Go research it for yourself. Then above, they say in October, they're going to be able to remove services, remove uh, what you post if they feel that it goes, if it mitigates any problem they may have with legal issues for this particular platform. That's, and it's 
my opinion, an excuse to censor. So we wanted to get this out here because this is ridiculous. Such as, okay, so when you discuss topics that they think people should not hear, such as who is being let into the U.S. who have been given position and power to turn America into, in our opinion, a big India. Even the texts that run this are sent in from India because what did what did Camula uh, do? But San Francisco, she brought in IT and tech from India, you see. So when you have people who come in, remember I said that you're an owner you built this platform. This platform is a society. So when we say the cost of censorship on the citizens of a society, you have built a society on a web platform within a society. This is a society with citizens that communicate, that are the entertainment so that you can sell advertisement. And you have people who don't have as much skin in the game as you making decisions, interpreting what rules that you put down and what policies you put down, they're implementing them and deciding on them with a hard hand, with a rough hand, slamming them down as hard as they can because of their culture and where they come from and they don't understand or haven't researched and don't know the knowledge because the education system has not taught the truth here and they wouldn't even get the truth even if they came from K through 12. They still wouldn't get the full truth so they think that they know but they don't know even if they naturalized citizens they still don't know because it taught something to make America seem great. But how great is America that it still existed, still exists even though it has been so and acted so poorly? towards people who built the country, right? So if I'm a person, I'm an owner, I'm not going to rely on workers because workers don't know what it is to own something. Once they learn how to own something, they get in those ownership shoes, then they will be less hard-handed, but then they will hire people and the cycle will go on, but they will probably learn and say, I was hard-handed. I'm not going to do that on my digital platform because I really didn't care about old boy because he wasn't my race or my people. So let's continue. Five, just in case you think, keep your head down and talk mundane topics to keep a presence on this platform. One day, they will find a problem with what you create. First, they won't like what you say. Second, they'll start to they'll start to remove your post because they don't believe in what you believe in. Three, they will send warnings masked as concern. This is not number four. They will stop your ability to make money on the platform. And number five. They will make effective policies which are arbitrary to your 
healthy mind state on this society, on this platform that a person made that is a society within a society. And number six, they will remove you from the platform. And what do I say to that? Hey, it's their platform. Let them have it. We had Planet Black. We moved from that. Now we have nothing and we have to go back to building and making sure that we have platforms that understand what we say. So that when, if it's a, I don't even want to say liberal, whatever the black thought is, it is a place of commerce and free thought of exchanging ideas without being penalized for exchanging those ideas. And so that's why we put this and we will not address this again because like the things that we've addressed from episodes one through uh, six and now this is seven and what we've addressed from episodes 104 to 110 and 121 through 128 of TFR Podcast Live, we're not going to have to address that again because all the information, we have placed all the information there. Our topics continue to flow and change because we are about non-censored flow and exchange of ideas without being penalized for having those thoughts and those ideas because to penalize people for having legitimate thoughts and ideas that they express make it seem like your thoughts are more in your head and you're hearing voices and you might need some fan help. <laughs> That's absolutely right. And um, people, this is serious business. I'm going to uh, just elaborate real short on how serious this is. All right. Um, they are censoring. Actually, the censoring is just temporary to an end goal. And earlier, D talked about uh, the meme where it said this is an end game. It's an end game, but who's going to uh, win or who's going to lose the end game? There's a lot going on here. And like never before, if I can't be more plain, this is not a time to rest on your laurels and just sit and watch things happen. When we talk to you about health things, diet, uh, uh, things like that, that is all informational. That's all, it transmits information and enables your ability to be able to uh, discern and be able to uh, connect the dots, so to speak. So we as black people are gonna have to be in the mind state that we are everything that we do, every decision that we make concerning our health, concerning our children, concerning uh, anything that's everything has to be made informed and it has to be made with the mind state that we are going to function independently of what we've been a part of. Now, see, some of y'all, to some of y'all, I have already cussed. To some of y'all, oh, well, this is the greatest country. And look, I'm not on all of that. What I'm telling you is this country has made its, you know, I'm not anti-America. I'm anti the crap that some of America imposes, which is a lot. It's a lot. And what I'm saying is with regards to the censorship, they're doing this temporarily while they're working out a way 
to alter and reverse and, and erase the frequencies of your mind. They're doing that. This is a trial run. Censorship is a trial run. Because when you're walking along one day or you get an idea, say you get a knowledge of a witty invention, something, a business you want to start or you get you wake up from the middle of the night and you have an idea in your head because we're we're wired to function that way. And we get up and we and we don't write it down. See, now somebody is going to try to say this is paranoid, but you don't write it down. And then the next day you can't. Remember, you can't remember, in fact, you ever never even knew that you thought that you never. But then you see something, somebody talking about it, you say, that sounds familiar. That sounds very familiar, that idea. Yeah, you had it two years ago. Yeah, you had it a year ago, but it was erased out of your mind. See, this is what it's coming to. And if your immune system and your mind state has not changed and been changed and solidified. And if you are not active exercising it on a continual basis, if you're not being proactive and getting things done, if you're just sitting there and watching this uh, regularly scheduled programming and being, uh, if you're being proxies, you will be just a, 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 um, a person that can help keep the machine going, but you will not have the ability to create you will not have the ability to discern. You will not have a, you will be like a functioning zombie. Just a step above the zombie movies. That's exactly what it will be. And this is where they're heading. I told y'all, well, you guys, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with my platform, last year, I said, we're in the time of the fives. Here's this 5G and we're in the fifth dimension. All right, fifth dimension is a mind state. All right, fifth dimension is a lot. Go look it up what the fifth dimension is. And for you Christian people know it's not just new age theology. I'm tired of that. You have got to learn something. These two fives, one is diabolically opposed to the other one. 5G is at the time of fifth dimension. Fifth dimension is the time of the wake up, the time that people are waking up, the time that people are ascending in their mind state, ascending in their frequencies. And 5G is here to tear that down. Well, where's your proof? Where's your proof? Go research it and keep your, your um, get your immunity system boosted up. Get your mind frequency, get your spirituality boosted up. Else, it's just going to be what it be. I know some people won't listen, but we have to put the information out there. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right, people. So, what we have been saying, right? All this, you know, we have jam packed information from episode one through episode eight. They've been playing around with what's going on. And I've seen this happen before. And so, we decided we would just go hit it head on because. Why not? Why not hit it head on and just say that this is what's happening and then this is what it is and this is how they want it to be, right? Because like we always tell you, the revolution will not be televised 
on television. When you're watching Power, the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised during Empire. The revolution will not be televised during the rerun of Friends or Living Single. The revolution will not be televised watching, though it's a great show, Lovecraft Country. The revolution will not be televised watching Dick Tracy or or a rerun of Harriet Tubman. The revolution will not be televised watching Black Panther for the hundredth time. The revolution will <laughs> not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. But you know where the revolution will be televised? The revolution will be televised in the hospitals. That's right, people. So if you think that you're going to be out there on the streets and you think that there's going to be this big, well, there is a civil war happening right before our eyes. Thank you, Democrats. There is a rev there is a civil war happening. If you think there's going to be a revolution between black and white in this country, you are sadly mistaken because the black won't be out the way to watch this because this will not be televised. This will not be televised on television. This will not be televised out on the streets. You know where this is going to be televised. This is going to be televised in the hospitals with who you let come into the hospital system and treat your ills people so listen we have said all we had to say today and we've got 11 plus minutes left but there's no need to go any further because we hit all the topics it's been a robust show packed and tomorrow i think we should go a little lighter and get into some more things to make you laugh it's still gonna be around the same day but you know, it's going to make you laugh because that's just about the dude talking about the N-word and not wanting to be called the N-word and he wasn't even what who would be traditionally be called the N-word. That was hilarious. And when you watch it, it's <laughs> hilarious, son. But anyway, we have finished up with uh, 11 minutes straight and this has been a great episode of Hashtag TFR Podcast Live presents Observations by Crazy D with my co-host, my sister Tanya M. Congress. Make sure you smash the friend button on Crazy on Dion while we laugh. And, and Tanya M. Congress while we laugh. And then make sure you go over to Instagram and smash the Crazy D film dude and the Tanya Congress and make sure that you Go over to the Film Review Life channel on YouTube. The Film Review Life channel on YouTube. And subscribe, like, share, let your people know. Click the bell so you'll be notified when we come on with a hashtag TFR Podcast Live and a hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. Make sure that you go over to Cash App. Dollar sign TFR Podcast Live. Dollar sign TFR TFR Podcast Live. Smash a few dollars on there. Talk to us. Say you want to be a sponsor. Drop some five. Drop some on there, and we'll be talking to you and, and talking about your product, right? And don't forget, people. Every time that we come on, you can call in and chime in and talk with us, right? 
And remember, you can see here all the replays on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, and what's the last one? iHeartRadio on LordLandFilms.com. All the portals are there. You just click and it takes you right there. This will be up in about an hour on the replay on the pod, on your favorite podcast providers. So people, we are out. Another great episode. Thank you, Tracy Latrice. She said, great show. And thank you, Tracy. We, we will see you tomorrow on Hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. Here's the thing about Germany, why I made the curator's pick of the Hollywood Fringe. Community, unity, heart, heart, heart. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.